0: Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode of the More Money Podcast. I'm your host Cassie Parks and today I'm here with Recca J who has changed her money story, welcomed lots more abundance in her life and I'm excited to hear from her. Welcome Recca. Hello and thank you for having me Cassie. Thank you for being here. Um, so first uh, just tell us a little bit about you. Um,
1: well I am 37 and I am an Uh, graphic designer by day and a writer by night. Uh, I am the author of one book that is scheduled to be published in January. And yes, very much yay. And I have uh, a sequel that's already written uh, to that book uh, trilogy. And then the third one I'll be starting soon. And I have a bunch of other projects that are always going on. I'm very much a keep myself busy kind of girl.
0: fabulous I love it and I love that you are writing fiction super fun Mm -hmm. um tell us like what was your old the title of your old money story if you had to give it a name
1: oh uh I am bad with money that (laughs) that that was what I thought was the truth and that was what I held in my core absolutely
0: why do you think you you held that as truth I don't know because nobody ever said it to me I don't mm-hmm. think
1: anyone in my entire life ever said, you know, you don't know how to handle money or anything, but it was a uh, taboo to talk about. And it was uh, something that I thought was as simple as arithmetic. And then when suddenly it was much more complicated than arithmetic, I felt like I was losing control of it. So mm-hmm. in my mind, um, I'm very much a control oriented person. <laughs> so in my mind, if I didn't have control, I was bad at a thing. So in this case, the thing was money, unfortunately. Uh, and I, the more I thought it, the more it became true.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I think a typical story, I know that I hear threads of my own story in that. It was mm-hmm. like, it was super easy until it wasn't. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, Um And then it wasn't awesome. That's very cool. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah. So tell us about your experience in Manifest 10K. Uh,
1: Well, I well, I first heard about you. uh, I heard you interviewed by El Ross, and so. so I came to this not looking for any sort of law of attraction in my life, but I was listening to her speak about paleo uh dieting and uh nutrition and wellness and and whole body health and she presented you as you know another part of the holistic health you know system that is a human being and um obviously you've heard this before um you just sounded so positive and happy and enthusiastic and uh so I checked out more about you and I think you invited people um, during that interview to come check out, uh, manifest 10 K. So I did that. And, um, and I got myself, as you know, the story for many people, I got myself stopped about halfway through it. Yes. And, um, it, but it was working and I I don't know why I stopped. I just, mm-hmm. I hit, I hit some wall and I thought that, um, I think it was when in the instruction it moved from, daily information daily try this out to like okay here you know live this life and i was like what you mean you're not going to hold my hand the whole way (laughs) and so i um i actually you know like to a degree and i and i I feel bad about this but i put it on you i said oh cassie's not helping me anymore and of course you know what are you going to do like manifest every dollar of this with me you know of course not (laughs) so um it was actually a podcast uh with you and jenny gain where okay. you said, if you're blaming someone else, turn it around and look at yourself. And so I did that. And I said, Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been doing. And, um, so I opened up and checked my old login and it still worked. And so I gave it another go, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yes, I was very excited <laughs> to see that. So, um, so I started again and, um, now, the, the challenge for me this time is not to hold on what I thought I knew from the, the first time that I started to go through it. I'm trying to let go of everything again. And, um, and I just reread the copy of Manifest 10K that I bought last year yeah. that had similar things. Like, stop, stop telling yourself stories and then trying to correct those stories. You know, just leave those stories behind and create new stories. And so that's, that's what I'm doing. And trying to get clear, clear is the issue because a lot changed actually between the two uh, times that I attempted manifest 10k. The first time, um, my plan was to self-publish these novels, and so I was on this big track to uh, do all the marketing and all the uh, everything. You know, when you self-publish, you Mm -hmm. you are every head in the in the conference room. Yeah, and (laughs) so uh, that was my plan. But then, as part of the first uh, manifest 10k situation all of a sudden i had an offer from a publisher for the series and now the series is being um uh, traditionally published through a small press so now i'm i'm doing it this way and i don't have that clarity of like this is how i want to do this because that whole situation has changed and it's really um it's a challenge when something big happens like that it's a wonderful thing and i'm certainly you know but it it leaves me going well what's not what you know what comes next how do i um find my goal now because I thought I wanted this. And then it turned out I didn't want that because when I evaluated it during the first, uh, 10 K, I said, you know, if I'll just, for a little bit of background for those who aren't listening to a million, um, book uh, podcasts a week, (laughs) like I am, um, The traditional publishing uh, format is that the publisher does all the work for you and pays you a smaller percentage of what you might get were you the only person that was being paid for the sale of the books. And um, when you self-publish, then you get all that money from, you know, say like Amazon, you get 70 cents on a dollar uh, for the most part. And then it's up to you to... um, to determine how you're going to budget that out and and pay for cover art and pay for editors and pay for, um, any third party contractor. You might need to, to get the book out there, but essentially the check that arrives to you from publishing looks a lot bigger than it does from a traditional publisher. I mean, the, the money's coming out of one end or the other, to be honest with you, (laughs) but um, (laughs) self publishers uh, do tend to feel like they have a lot more control over their life. So, um, I forget exactly where I was going with that, but the, uh, so the the goal changed um, when I picked up traditional publishing. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. It was, so when I had this offer from a publisher, it was a big evaluation period for me of what do I actually want? And if I went back and, and evaluated my goals when I, began the process of planning to self-publish it wasn't because I wanted to have all the money that the book made it was because I wanted to write these books and share them with other people so the traditional publishing route um, was actually going to get me to a bigger audience even though I might get a smaller return or it might seem like a smaller return um, they were going to be able to um, put me out there with uh, longer tendrils than I might be able to do on my own so that was why I changed. course, but I don't really feel like it was changing course because that was my original intent anyway was, I just wanted to share this book with people. I just wanted to hear other people get excited about it. And, yeah. um, so that was really exciting. And then i um, starting the 10 K course again. It's like, okay, well, what do I want? Cause I have what I wanted the first time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so to get clear <laughs> about what I wanted, it was very difficult, but I knew that I had fun when I was doing it. And I know that it works. And uh, so getting clear this time was, was a big challenge, but I think I'm finally getting there. Like going back to the book, like I said, um, and rereading it, I, I itemized, you know, what I would spend that money on, which was a, the thing I hadn't done this time. It's like, I didn't know. I was like using general numbers. I was picking stuff out of the air because it seemed like fun. And so then I like sat down um, after finishing the book again and and actually wrote down to the, you know, hundredth place, what, where that money would go. And it was, um, I definitely feel that energy starting to already, uh, already bubble. And, and I actually have a great story. I was so excited yesterday when I, when I found this out, I was, it was a secondhand story, but from people that I experienced the space with, um, I was at a doctor's office that I go to. I'm probably there like every other week. And the women in the, um, the waiting room were joking about something. And then they said, I don't know what that's about. Do you know what that's about? No, I'm going to ask them. And she's, she points at my husband and me. And they, and she comes over and she says, do you know anything about pennies? And I said, well, what about pennies? Because I love pennies. Cause I, always, I always call pennies my little manifestation pixies because... They just remind me that I'm working it all the time. And so now, like if I see a penny on the floor across the room, I will absolutely get up and go get the penny. Whereas before, with my old story, if I'm not good with money, I was so not good with money that I would leave it laying there on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: that's a big so, difference. That's a Even big difference. it's just a penny, right? It's not just <laughs> a penny. It's, it's, you know, i got a
1: whole jar of pennies yes, now. Yes, because you're good them. with them. But yes, I'm awesome with them. They love me. They come and find me. So she tells me that there are... Every day in this doctor's office, and it's one of those big buildings where there's tons of doctor's offices, and they're just open hallways. It's not even like you go into one doctor's office and they can lock up behind them. So they're just open hallways with waiting tables and chairs and, and side tables everywhere. She said someone's been just stacking pennies every night there's just little stacks of pennies all over the building and she has no idea what it's all about. And so, I mean, to satisfy her curiosity I looked up on Google to see if penny stacking was a thing and it wasn't, or at least I got no result for it. Um, many, maybe they're called penny piles for all I know, but it doesn't (laughs) matter because the, the point was like, she's asking me about pennies and telling me about these neat little findings that they're getting every day and in multiple places. And, now pennies are on their mind, and of course now they're finding more pennies everywhere too. So it's just pennies are like a communicable sort of uh, a good disease, not yeah. a disease. That's a terrible word for them but, because they're wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, there that was just I was like, this is a story I've got to tell Cassie tomorrow because it was just perfect timing.
0: Oh, so perfect timing! And what I love about it is it's when you see like, this is somebody coming to you, right? So your story mm-hmm. has changed so much that it's like, I don't pick up pennies because I'm not good with money. Mm-hmm. And someone is like coming to you for advice more or less, right? She's not right. asking how to invest or 401k, okay, but right. she's asking <laughs> you about money, which right. is such good evidence of your shift and who you're being. I love
1: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely also feel like the pennies have gotten shinier. Like yes. I used to oh, always nice. think of those like grimy pennies that you find at the bottom of something like a box that wasn't even holding money. And then now it feels like all the pennies are like brand new minted ones with the, I love that shield design on the back of them. Yes. now. I think that's so cool. And, and like, they all have that now. Not that I don't pick up the grimy ones still, but you know, it's, it seems like 98% of the pennies I find now are the shiny ones. Like they, they just twinkle at me from wherever I see them.
0: Oh, I love it. They're like on a silver platter for you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I love that. Cause that is such my, if I was ever, whenever I'm buying a new property, like if there's a penny, there will be a penny in the right one always. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the most random place once it was like behind the toilet, but it was like, so, (laughs) so uh, like, I'm so excited about that. (laughs) It it was so obvious. It was just like sitting right there and everything was clean and it, Mm -hmm. it was like, there's your, there it is. And you're like, how did that get there? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It was
1: waiting for you. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and now that's exactly
1: right. They're messages. They're like a sign. Yes. And it's not just like, oh, that's a penny. Do I bother walking over and picking it up? Cause people might look at me funny. Now I've gotten up in the middle of a crowded Starbucks to pick up a penny that was in the middle of the floor. So it's not like I was being <laughs> sneaky about it or anything. I got up like, oh, I dropped that. No, I didn't. I just like, well, nope, I'm just going to go pick that up. Obviously no one else wants it and I value it. Right.
0: So so many good lessons in there. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love that story. And I want to talk about some really other cool stuff that I heard in your story. So I think one of the reasons, you know, you talked about, um, I have everybody sort of fill out that questionnaire Mm -hmm. and tell me, um, and you had, you know, about the book cover. And I actually remember when you posted this in the group, Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the reasons, because people are, I know, there's a lot of authors that are like, well, how did she get that book deal? Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to say, but what I pick up from your story and from what I saw is that you, A, it was important to you get to get the book out. Like that was the most important thing. But B, you were acting as if that whole time. Right, You exactly, know, you're going yes. to get the designer. You're like, I am publishing this book. It's and not- I did hire
1: my cover artist before I even, you know – Took the deal, and I was in the middle of negotiating this contract, and I still went and paid the cover artists. Like, this is happening either way, I'm not worrying about it. And the cover artist already had me on her schedule, and she was the cover artist I wanted. So, this was not a question in my mind. And I've been so clear about getting that book out in the world that I don't think that I ever was in danger of running into trouble <laughs> with that part and if i could just be that clear about everything that would just be amazing and and so i'm getting there i'm i'm starting to feel that like when i make a little decision i i just believe it or right. yeah. that's my my intent is to believe every decision i make
0: i love that and was the cover art on your original list
1: uh, yes. Actually, that's another manifestation story from the first 10 um, yeah. case program I did. So I have always been an avid science fiction reader. And there was, or still is a cover artist that I thought had to be my cover artist. I was so fixated on this person that I didn't consider anything else. And so as part, I, I actually, before the manifest 10 K, I already wrote to them and said, you know, how much would a cover Um, illustration B. Um, I'm independent. I don't know if that makes a difference because he mostly works with one uh, publishing house. So I wasn't sure if he was under exclusive contract or or anything. So I wrote for pricing and information and I got a price back, which was um, daunting knowing that I was going to be uh, doing multiple books, since mm-hmm. I wanted to do a series, because in self-publishing, uh, the the best practice is to write in a series so that you get readers who, you know, feed on one book because they read the last book, or that you release a new book and it boosts sales of the first book. So I, um, knowing, <laughs> I had a small panic attack, knowing that I wanted to uh, hire this person for five or six or seven, maybe nine books, um, knowing the price of it was just like, oh, okay, well, when I can afford to mortgage the house (laughs) to pay for these covers, I'll be back. And they even suggested in the email, and maybe this was a a small um, negative message, was that uh, we know that self-publishers often can't afford this price, so we license the, the, we have some, a selection of the art that the artist has done that we can license out and it would be like a stock photo where you mm. you wouldn't be the only one using it. It wouldn't be exclusive, but it's a much lower price point. And I was like, oh, I'm, that's not acceptable. But in my mind, that person already spoke down to me about right. what I could afford. And, and maybe that became part of my message. But during the first uh, Manifest 10K pass that I made, uh, you have a day... Where you say price things out like you're shopping for it, and this is my favorite thing to do now. And so I,
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes.
1: So I noticed. Oh no, actually, I take that back. That was um, during the vision board. Mm-hmm. I was creating a vision board, and I said, "Okay, let me get images because I was going to manifest all the everything I needed anyway. So it didn't matter how much these covers were going to cost. I thought. So I went to Google, and I was uh, searching for the artist's name and science fiction book covers. And I was looking through all the thumbnails that came up on Google and I was looking and going, you know, none of these feel quite right. I want the one that feels right for my book. And so then I said, oh, that one. And I open it up, oh, it's not that artist, close it. Oh, that one, open it up, it's the same artist, but not mine, close it. And so I kept going through this pattern of connecting with art and rejecting it because it wasn't what I thought I wanted. And finally I said, you know what, I've just like looked at the same artists, five pieces, and every single one of them are calling to me. So I wrote her, uh, um, I went to her website and uh, submitted a, a, a contact form saying, you know, gushed quite a bit and said, you know, and this is what I'm planning, uh, tempted her with the knowledge that I've got lots of books, so this would be lots of work if she wanted to work with me, that the one was, one book was almost ready to go, so, you know, I'd already finished it, it was already, edited. I was feeling like I had to prove myself to her. And um, so I submitted this and I waited and I waited and I didn't hear back and I was kind of upset. But then we went to that, um, that one uh, task in the manifest 10 K program where we priced things out and I'm like, well, I never got a price from her, but I know the price from the other guy. Let me look for other artists. You know, maybe there's someone else. Now that I've, I've broken down that need for it to be the first person, I was willing to look at other people. So I contacted two more artists. And the first person who contacted me back was about 20% lower than that person that I thought I had to have. And I was like, Oh, great. That's a, that's already a huge savings. And then I contacted, well, I already reached out to a second person and that person got back to me and it was half again, as much as the original artist that I thought I had to have. And I was like, this is great. You know, I don't have to feel like this is so far away in my life now. So I was thinking to myself for, um, for the three book covers to get the trilogy started that I knew I would do it would be about 7500 now instead of 36000
0: <laughs> so that's awesome. that's a big awesome break
1: <laughs> so i thought to myself okay cool so i wrote that down in that and you know that was my um my manifestation activity for the day and then i go to bed and i'm i'm kind of like not able to fall asleep and i'm the type of person who can fall asleep as soon as her head hits the pillow but it's keeping me up that i haven't heard from her and i'm thinking to myself you are such a fool. You gushed at her in that web form and you sounded like an idiot and you sounded like a fangirl. And no wonder she didn't write back to you because you didn't sound like a professional. And then I'm, I'm, so I'm getting more and more worked up about this and stressed. And I said to myself, okay, think about this for a minute. I'm a, I'm also a web developer as part of my graphic design. And I said, she has a WordPress website or, um, some, you know, website, uh, control system like that. And she used a web form to collect your, your contact. How often do I know that web forms fail? Like I know they fail all the time. In fact, when I clicked it, I said, gosh, I hope this goes through, you know, cause in my mind, I know that web forms are so easily broken by an upgrade and a plugin or something else. So I said, all right, just send her a follow up in the morning. Like, don't stress over this. Just follow up in the morning. Maybe the web form didn't work. So as soon as I had that thought, I fell right to sleep. I got up in the morning, sent her an email and said, I just, you know, kept it short and sweet and professional. Just following up. I sent you a web form uh, a couple weeks ago and I haven't heard back. And I just wanted to make sure it got through because I know that web forms often don't uh, function as intended. And within a couple of hours, she wrote back, she said, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me. I had no idea. The web form hasn't been working. I don't know for how long. And so she, one, she was very personal. Two, appreciative that I told her. And three, responded right away. So she did end up doing my cover and it cost even less than the lower um, price that I had been quoted already that I was already excited about. So the whole thing, just like, you know, um, taking a step back and not internalizing everything and um and letting go of what I think I want and you know it was almost like a how like how am I going to get the perfect book cover I was focused on one person instead of I just want the book perfect book cover so mm-hmm. as soon as I focused on the end goal like you say you know you break down the question even more why do you think you want that what are you going for beyond mm-hmm. that detail like let go of the detail and um and so I did, and I ended up with an absolutely beautiful cover and um, ended up costing considerably less than I expected it to. And then um, as part of signing on with the publisher, they agreed, one thing I was afraid of was that they wouldn't want that cover. They'd want their own uh, artist. And they said, no, it's a great cover. We absolutely would love to have that cover. And we will hire her for your future covers. So I don't even have to worry that, you know, the trilogy is going to have mismatched covers or anything like that. And and then speaking of like more uh, evidence of abundance and everything, she has won um, a Locus Award this year and a Hugo uh, for her wow. uh, book covers. So uh, it's very exciting to just share like all the abundance. I feel like it's just flowing both ways and it's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I love it because so, awesome, so often um, – people think, okay, I got to go do this assignment to get something. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's about being in the place of being that person. That's what the assignments are for. They're really putting you in the experience so you can be led to this amazing stuff, which is awesome. I love it. Yes. Yes, me too. That's awesome. Yeah. So exciting. So what else, what other amazing abundance things, what's come out this round when you sort of step back in?
1: Uh, the first thing that came out this round, um, which I'm only about like just over two weeks into now, Mm -hmm. um, my friend within the first couple of days of, uh, me beginning it, she released a cookbook that I designed her cover for, which I have right here, which I can show you. I think this is audio only, but yeah, yeah, we're
0: doing video. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So
1: there we go. And (laughs) she, um, She is, uh, she's a fantastic woman and I love doing the book covers for her. And I just, I want success for her. Like that's, that's my goal. I'm not doing these for like the money that I will get paid for them. I'm doing this because I want to share, you know, everything I can do on my side to help her make the best book that she can get out there. And she loves sharing it with people because it's a a nutritional, uh, I do a ketogenic diet, um, which is how I found it. El uh, Russ because paleo is very similar, mm-hmm. and um, so she wants to share that health and well being with the rest of the world. So it's all about like positive vibes and and everything. And so within a couple of days of uh, creating my intention to redo the manifest 10K again, uh, she was the number one uh, book on Amazon in frozen dessert cookbooks, not just diet cookbooks, but frozen dessert cookbooks, and awesome. uh, it was just really, really fantastic. And um and then I don't I think she'd already sent it before that even happened. But uh then one day I get home and uh there's a box for me <laughs> that she sent me in thanks um that uh contained a Nikon seventy two hundred camera. And wow. so she gifted me this um camera body because she knew I minored in photography and um you know, trying to get back into photography. Um, Now that I have a little bit more free time, I won't have to do all the marketing of the self-publishing myself. And um, so she sent that to me and thanks for, you know, what I shared with her and how I help her make her book as good as it can be. And um, so that was just, that was something that I think before I did any of the manifesting Practices, I would not have been able to receive. I would have felt guilty Mm -hmm. about it. I would have uh, thought, "Oh, I'm not worthy of this," or um, uh, I would worry about whether she could afford it. And it was just a very, um, it was very uncomfortable for me to receive gifts. And I think that was part of the same, like, I'm not good with money, so don't give me anything of value. uh, Right. That sort of mindset, and um, I. I teased her a little bit about giving me such an expensive gift, but I I accepted it and I thanked her. And, um, and so it just feels good because she feels good sending me a gift. And if I argue with the gift, that doesn't feel good to her and it doesn't feel good to me. And then, and then that gift, the, the good vibe of that gift fizzles and it dies. But, um, but she sent me a wonderful gift. It was very thoughtful and, you know, I received it and it was just a really great experience for both of us.
0: That's amazing. I love that. And it's such a good lesson. It's so important. Definitely.
1: That's one of the ones that I managed to retain from the first go run. And I didn't
0: try to forget that one because I knew I was doing well with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you share the name of the book? Because I know that people who are just listening will want to know because we have a lot of keto people. So it is,
1: it is the Keto Ice Cream Scoop. And these are the best ice cream recipes in the universe. Just to to push it a little bit. I don't make any money off the individual sales. Yeah, tell Um, us
0: all about it. uh,
1: She is an absolute genius when it comes to uh, her ability to make a recipe taste just like it ought to. Because with keto, you're not having um, carbs, flour, wheat, sugar, um, and even a lot of these don't have eggs in them. Um, So she makes making an ice cream custard really simple. You don't have to like carefully heat an egg over a double boiler and then oops, <laughs> start over because the egg cooked a little. Um, but then they're scoopable like right out of the freezer. They don't have to like sit on the counter and be half melted before you can eat it. Like a lot of the recipes that people will find online. And she's not, um, she doesn't want anything except for people to have the most delicious uh, bowl of ice cream that they've ever had. And there's one recipe in particular that sounds a little strange, but um, I was all for it because I am a huge fan of the main ingredients. It's a goat cheese ice cream
0: called oh. Sassy
1: Goat. Ooh, and fun. it's got a strawberry compote in it and it, I, I don't ever want to eat another ice cream again. I'm, I can't <laughs> awesome. find the picture of it right offhand, but it is like, if you buy this book, buy it for the sassy goat alone and you'll be happy. And it's got fresh mint leaves in the, in the cream of the, um, ice cream. And then the compote swirled through and it's just so good. And then every other recipe I've ever made of hers, um, I can trust because I know that she knows what she's doing and that she's not going to give you a recipe just to give you a recipe. Like a lot of the right. blogs that I've uh, experimented with and then rejected because it's like, Oh, that was $30 worth of ingredients that, you know, I'm just going to throw out. Cause that was not a good experience. So, um, so I'm, I love supporting her and she's got a whole series of cookbooks. I think she's got eight, um, maybe, or she's she's definitely close. And um, so we're going back to all her old ones and redoing the covers so that um, they all look the same. And and then she can also sort of relaunch each one of them because there are older ones that are more paleo than keto, and so she wants to clean them up for the keto people and then um, re- relaunch them. And uh, she actually um, she used to work for a major corporation and just the summer lost her job. And, uh, my first thought upon hearing that was you have so much more time now to do what you actually love. And, (laughs) and she has a good support group with the rest of the team that we work with, um, through this, uh, other podcast network called Keet Evangelist. And so she, uh those guys rushed right to her side and were like we're going to support you you're going to you're going to now do what you love and it was like never mind like a, a window opens it's like you know suddenly she found out that that little door over there that was her corporate job never mind that little door cuz here's this big you know <laughs> arching um exit onto a garden of happiness and so uh it's it was it was definitely something that i i know my mind was framed around because of Uh, all the law of attraction, things that I've learned in the past year from listening to you and and, and you and Jenny talk about it It is definitely like this big change is scary, but there's a better thing that's coming. And so, um, yeah, so I, again, it's like, it's evidence. I'm not happy she lost her job and had to go through the stress of that, but I knew as soon as she said it, it was an opportunity for her to move forward.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I love that because it doesn't ever change the circumstances, but it changes what happens immediately after, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So that's so awesome. Um, what would you, what advice would you give somebody who's wants to create more abundance in their life is like, maybe even wants to be an author.
1: Mm. Okay. So, um, as I said, I just reread manifest 10 K. So I'm, I have it fresh in my mind. And this is the lesson that I'm taking, which is, um, stop trying to fix things and just move into something better. Yes. And so, and that's hand in hand. I think they're, they're almost the same thing. They're almost, you know, two sides of, a, of the same penny. Um, mm-hmm. at the forget the how, just let go of how it's going to happen. Cause I used to be like, Oh, when I win the lottery one day, and that was the only way that any of the good things I wanted were ever going to happen. And, um, Meanwhile, I focused on how much debt I had and the debt increased and I focused on how much money I didn't have at the end of the pay period and that money grew smaller and I focused on how, you know, everything was difficult and uh, groceries were so expensive and then my grocery bill went up and now that I don't even think about it, I think about like, is this the, is this the food? Is this quality of food what my future self eats? And I and my grocery bill is going down. And (laughs) I I think I'm you know buying better food. And I'm but I'm shopping less frequently. It's not like okay shop on the budget and do this. Do you need this? Okay, yeah, you need this. My husband wants to do a a pay per view event tomorrow night, and he was like, oh, but it's really expensive. I'm like, but if you had if you were the person with the money, would you do it? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, then we'll do it. You know, this you become that person, and you have to believe in that person. I have one more story. Do we have time? Sure. I can make it quick. (laughs) Um, So this week, this is not to do with money, but definitely with that belief in um, just moving with confidence and not making it a question and not making it a belief based in doubt, but a belief just based in believing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've been working on a web programming project for for a very long time. But let's say I've been struggling with this one portion of it for like a week and a half. And it was very frustrating. Nothing was moving forward until I could finish this bit. And it was every day I'd go in, I'd stare at it, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And then on Tuesday, I just walked in. And the first thing I did was text a friend, who's also a computer programmer. And I said, "Today is the day I defeat this thing. And I had no reason to say it. It wasn't like we had this ritual of like messaging each other with our goals in the morning. I just, I walked in and I decided I was going to declare that this was my goal and not that it was my goal, but that it was going to happen. And I think that's the key is like, instead of saying, I want this, I was saying, this is already happening. And mm-hmm. I hadn't even opened the program yet, but I'd already knew. And it did by 2 p.m. It wasn't even like end of the day and I just got it and then I left work <laughs> happy. At like 2 p.m. it was it was fixed and I was moving forward. And there was nothing different about Tuesday than there was about Monday. But Monday I was frustrated with the project. Tuesday I declared this fact. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> even an intention. It was a fact. Yeah. And I did it. And the code that was making me go cross-eyed on Monday, on Tuesday, it was just, you know, like they say in the matrix, I don't see code anymore. I just see redheads and blondes. Obviously I'm not coding that, but right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, it just made sense to me in a way that it hadn't 24 hours before. And so to me, it's all the same thing. It's all about changing the way that I approach things. And that kind of belief now that I've felt it, I really hope that every time I, I declare something that I can recognize like, okay, I'm saying that, but I need to let go of this part of me that isn't feeling it yet. And because in that moment, there was no part of me that doubted that I was going to nail that project that day. So yes. that that's my, I don't know if that's advice to someone new, but just believe in it. And then don't hang on to the parts of you that you think are broken that are going to hold you back because all of you is going to be the person that that succeeds there's not a part of you that's not going to be responsible for your success when you get there so take all of you with you but don't take the baggage of what you think <laughs> you're doing wrong with you and don't worry about the how just make make the intent like your focus make the end goal the feeling like you always say you know the. Um, you know how what you desire is going to make you feel. So just focus on that feeling and believe in it and it's on its way.
0: Totally. I yeah. love it. Such great advice. Um, and you can book up the book, Manifest 10,000, at Amazon.com. If you want to check out the Manifest 10K course, you can do that at Manifest10K.com. And will you share your website if people want to connect? And I don't know if you can share the book title yet or oh, yeah, anything definitely. about that because somebody's inevitably going to listen to this once <laughs> the book comes out. So yes, share away. definitely.
1: Well, if you're listening to this after January 30th, 2018, then the book is already out. And by all means, please go pick up a copy. It's called Flotsam, as in Flotsam and Jetsam. And I write under the pen name RJ Theodore. And so my author website is rjtheodore.com. And I will have uh, lots of story samples there that you can pick up. And I have, um, as I said, two more books on the way for sure. And there's lots of side stories that I still plan on self-publishing because I just you know, for control reasons, I just want to play around with that and see how um, how that goes. And also, the um, self publishing world is a lot faster. And since I have so many stories, right. <laughs> <this is> Stephen, <laughs> you know, Stephen King is the only traditionally published author that gets away with publishing as often as he does <laughs> because of his name recognition. So mm-hmm. maybe my day um, my day will come when I get to publish as many books a year as I want traditionally. But uh, in the meantime, I will do it my own way if I have to. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Recca, for being here and sharing your stories, all of them. Um, so good. Oh, say your friend's name in case somebody wants to look Oh, her yes. Up I'm very sorry. Amazon I meant to. Well. That's okay. uh, Carrie Brown. And Carrie Brown.
1: she is, um, she has the most lovely British voice. And uh, she is professionally trained uh, in and all things cooking and she is just fantastic. So I definitely, if you enjoy ice cream, even if you uh, don't eat keto, try one of these recipes and <laughs> you will be uh, very hopeful about what a, a better a whole food, eating real food diet could do for you because they are just amazing. Better than anything I've picked up in a pint container,
0: that's for sure. I love that. Start with yeah. the ice cream. Like Start with the ice cream. Soul, Start with right? dessert. Eat dessert yeah. first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you sharing your story. And thank you for having me. Of course. Keep manifesting. Definitely. Thank you for joining us on the More Money Show. To learn the step-by-step process to welcome more money into your life, go to manifest10k.com.